We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yesterday, I mean, obviously, I get so much of my news on Twitter. And Max Schreiber is a young journalist who works for the Golf Channel who we had on the air during the travelers cause he wrote a piece that, that was interesting and, and we had him on, on our air. And so I follow him on Twitter now and he, he, he was, he, he was upset about a, a piece in the Quinnipiac Chronicle, the student newspaper at Quinnipiac university. And it related to, there was a student death a year ago and the, we, they now discovered what the cause of death was, uh, that it was an accidental overdose uh, with fentanyl and the article, there was an article written by the Quinnipiac paper that used that as a springboard to talk about some of the statistics about overdoses. And Schreiber was upset that it was non-bylined. Um, they sort of made this person's life, I'm not going to mention the person's name necessarily, as more of a statistic than a human story. And so, it, I, I, and then I looked at some of the comments on it and then he had said they disabled the comment section, but I do see two comments in the actual article. And so I thought it would be an interesting topic to to discuss with Rich Hanley, uh, professor of journalism at Quinnipiac, and graciously, because it's not an easy subject necessarily to discuss, uh, to come on the air here on Brian and Company to discuss it. Uh, professor Hanley, how are you this morning? Uh, good morning, Brian. Things are good. How are you? Good. Are you, are you directly involved with the paper or no? Um, no, I mean, we obviously teach the students how to practice journalism, but we don't have any oversight or control over the content that appears in any student media. So there's no, there's no professor advisor or advisor to the paper? They work completely independent? Well, there is a, uh, a, an administrator who works for a student services um, who oversees student media, but a journalism department has no control over it. Okay. That's how the students want it that way. Um, we do advise when they, when they ask. Um, and we do critique the paper um, on, uh, on the, at the student's request, hold training sessions and so on. So, so you know the I mean, piece? We're indirectly involved. You know the piece. That, and if you were asked to advise on this, would you advise them to handle it the way they did? Well, I, I would. I would they, the whole point was to really get to the cause of death of, uh, of the, in the tragedy because it hadn't been published before. Uh, and they, as good journalists do, waited until there was official... Uh, record from the chief medical examiner's office on, on what to do. Uh, the issue is that it's a, it's a, the story's over a year old, and there was no real cooperation from the family or friends um, in terms of doing an appreciation of the student. You know, a, more of a, a feature story on, on the life he lived uh, rather than just on, on how he died. So they went with what they had, which was just the the cause of death, and then they wrapped it in a larger story about fentanyl, the number of college-age students uh, who uh, 
who die each year because of overdoses of the substance, um, and, and per- pursued it almost as a, a public service announcement um, to, as a caution to students to stay away from um, any kind of substances like fentanyl um, that could kill them or, or kill their friends. So there, there was an effort to do a more humanistic story, but they just could not find enough people to, to respond to it? Right, yeah. It, it, it took them, you know, they, and they did try. Uh, since the start of school, they got the official um, records, public records from the chief medical examiner's office, I think in August, and they did pursue it, um, tried to get quotes, comments, and, and write a deeper story about the, about the student. But people have to cooperate. They can't make the stuff up, um, and they don't want to, you know, Say nobody comment, want refuse to comment because that is a pejorative, uh, uh, you know, sense to it. So they did what they thought was best. It, it's uh, and unfortunately, the the uh, backlash was 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 uh, violent. The death threats against the editors. Um, hard it was that. It was, it was that. It was that severe. It was that severe. You're right. Right. It, and and the, you know, there was an emergency meeting about it yesterday. I wasn't privy to that, um, but they had to. Um, you know, basically watch out for themselves um, because of the, the severity of the backlash about it. And, and the, the students are mature beyond their years. They understood that grief runs by its own clock, that anger runs by its own clock, and that uh, this, this tragedy is still raw for the family and still raw for, for the friends of the victim. So uh, they, they understood, um, you know, why folks would be angry, angry with it. That's why they prefaced the story with a, rather long editor's note yep. to explain why they were doing it. So they handled it as professionally as possible. It was meat and potatoes reporting um, that they, they worked hard to do, and they did it with a, a sense of empathy by not sensationalizing certain elements that were contained in the public documents. Yeah, I mean, I think the pushback is that it didn't have that empathy. It didn't, didn't, that empathy is not sensed by some people who, who, who saw the piece, but maybe they must have anticipated the backlash by not putting a name on the byline, right? So that must have been an understanding that they needed to distribute the responsibility through the, the whole staff. We're talking with Rich Hanley, professor of journalism at Quinnipiac, and really good insight. So I just want to, so the campus, is, is this, a, this is a massive controversy on campus right now? Um, yeah, it was, it was for most of the day yesterday, it, 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 it was uh, certainly uh, raging. Uh, and there's a lot of great conversations had. I need to point that out. Um, students such as and alumni such as Max, you know, wrote measured responses. They said they, right. they critiqued the paper, you know, which is part of the of the role of a of a good citizen student or a good citizen alumni. Um, they were not happy with the article. They were uh, and they critiqued it, but in a measured, mature fashion for the most part. Uh, the sort of uh, rhetoric, you know, that implied violence, etc., was certainly in the minority. Um, so uh, I think it showed our students were um, paid attention to the news, uh, have the critical skills to analyze what's reported, and to critique those re- that reporting as they see fit. I mean, have certainly have the right to do so, um, and and hopefully it, this will make everyone a better reader, a better reporter, um, and that sort of thing, which is what our mission is. Uh, Education of uh, institution of higher education is all about. Yeah, it's a it's a learning moment for on 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 many fronts. Does the story just real quick last question on this? Is, is there anything more to to happen on campus on this? Is there anything more? I mean, planned? Not that I'm aware of, Brian. I, I'm I mean I'm in touch with the students all the time. I follow them on Twitter. Uh, you know, we talked about it in class uh, in my class last night. Uh, so you know, it had a it was a good robust. Uh, 
discussion throughout campus yesterday uh, outside of that, that, that the minority of in terms of violent uh, threats um, and whatnot. So uh, it, it just shows how robust the student media is um, at Quinnipiac, where the reporters can write what they think is important to write, and the students and alumni can critique those reports as they see fit yeah. and do so in a measured way. We're talking with Rich Hanley, professor of journalism at Quinnipiac, and I really appreciate it because this, obviously, I, you know, I wasn't sure if you'd say yes, and now that you're putting this in the proper context, it makes it's great that you came on to, to clarify a lot of this. This may not be a fair question because you're not steeped in the stats and so on and so forth, but, you know, our listeners, you know, a lot of them have kids who are in college or looking at colleges and have gone to college, and so this isn't a Quinnipiac-specific problem, right? And so I'm curious, you know, because the statistics in the article that in 2021 there was over 1,500 you know, deaths by overdose in Connecticut, and a huge majority of those are from fentanyl. And now security on Quinnipiac's campus carries Narcan. I mean, how big a concern is, I mean, to me, that's stunning. Like people would smoke weed, you know what I mean? I mean right. And, and so how, how much a concern is this part of the, the drug use world on college campuses right now? Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a major concern. All students have to go through a training session about the dangers of fentanyl and other substances. Um, and, you know, we're headed, you know, quite frankly, into the party season at colleges across the United States. That is, the first-year students, a little shy, maybe went home for the first few weekends, are now more confident. So now they're more likely um, than not to, you know, to stay on campus, maybe attend a party or two. Hmm. Um, and Halloween's a major uh, event uh, on college campuses with a lot of parties um, all over the United States, um, you know, in celebration of the uh, of, of the holiday, if you want to call it that. Um, so now is a pretty dangerous time. Mm. And so we as faculty are always, you know, making sure our students are safe. The university is always making sure students are well aware of the dangers with uh, illicit substances and whatnot, and we have structured training for it. And we hope there's a lot of peer pressure as well to steer students away from this sort of behavior. Mm. Um, so it is, it is a very serious matter. Um, Brian, and we have uh, a certain responsibility to our students for their health and safety, yeah. um, and, and we we try to make sure they you know have enjoy the college experience, but do it with a sense that um, you know fun is cool, just can't go too far, and you have to watch out for each other, watch out for each other's back, and make sure no one's in a perilous situation. Yeah, and listen, I've done stories on it, but when it comes, it's the scariest thing, heroin, because you. You it takes great people can destroy them. You can't you can't ever try it. It's not like other things right. that you can try. You can't even try it. So that makes it in some more way. It, it it's sort of like wow. Well, why is that? And I mean, it's a it's a really problematic thing. Uh, Rich, thank you. I mean, this is so great. I'm really glad you came on to to talk about this stuff. Well, of course. Thanks for having me, Brian. Right. Appreciate it. Rich Hanley, professor of journalism. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.